Today on TechNATO, we'll be talking with Bob Familiar of the Microsoft Technology Center in Boston about the innovation hub and the offerings that they have there. That's all coming up on TechNATO, starting right now. Hello and welcome to TechNATO. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, and I am joined here by Don Pazette. Don, how are you doing? I am doing great. Excited about today's uh, show. You know, we've got a, a wonderful interview lined up with one of the gentlemen from Microsoft. Uh, I have been very jealous because Mike and Cherokee from IT Pro TV got a chance to go to MS Ignite. They met a ton of people, came back and talked about a ton of the great things they saw. And so we have been scrambling to line up interviews with all the various people they talked to. And in this episode, we're going to have one of those interviews right here so we can learn about some of the really cool things going on over at Microsoft. Yeah, and, and Bob is with the Microsoft Technology Center, which I originally thought was more like a like kind of the Microsoft equivalent of an Apple store, but this this is more of a B two B play, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you know, they help out large enterprises um, with planning on how they can leverage Microsoft technologies to solve all of their problems. And sometimes when you're trying to think of something new, there's no documentation for it. It's new. So their experts work together with your experts, and you come up with amazing solutions. It's a really neat service, and they they provide that to large enterprises. I'm sure that'll come up in the interview. Yeah, well, we can, we can talk about this all day, or we can just get to the actual interview. So let's go ahead and take a look at that interview with Bob from Microsoft coming up right after this. I'm James Packer. I'm the General Manager of Kirk ISS based in the Cayman Islands. I used IT Pro TV extensively in my last place. It grew very well, helped upskill the team. I had 110 engineers in the field and we had dozens of IT Pro accounts with the guys training. And last year alone, they passed over 40 certs by using the online training. I think I can safely say um, without IT Pro TV, I wouldn't be where I was today because I only got this job on the back of the qualifications I have. All right, welcome back to TechNATO. We are joined now, as promised, by Bob Familiar. Bob is the director of the Microsoft Technology Center and joining us from Boston. Bob, how are you doing? Doing great, thank you. Yeah, well, we want to give our, our viewers and our listeners a little bit of background on how you got to where you are today. So um, how did you get into IT? How did you uh, find yourself in the position that you're at now? Sure. So uh, I am coming on uh, to 31, 32 years um, in in the in the uh, software industry, you know, I started out as a uh, software developer uh, in the mid to late '80s, and then um, uh, very early uh, getting into Windows development in about 1989, a Visual C++ on Windows 3, if you can remember uh, back that far, and then um, worked for a number of ISVs in the Boston area. I joined Microsoft the first time in 1996 and uh, was a member of their consulting services and then um, was also a, a founding member of the very first technology center that was built in 2000. Uh, and then I finished up my, my first um, uh, foray with Microsoft in their developer and platform evangelism group. And I, I left the company in 2014 to join a Microsoft partner called Blue Metal. And I worked there for four years building their cloud practice and uh, leading their national practice, which are their principal architects. Came back to Microsoft in January, uh, had the opportunity to um, uh, take the position of MTC director here in Boston. 
Now, I'm, I'm curious, when you when you leave Microsoft and come back, do you, do you keep that same employee number? Because I know that's kind of like a, a badge of honor with people that have been there for a while. I've, I'm, this guy's number 700, or this guy's really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same employee number uh, and the uh, the same um, vacation accrual, which is probably the most important thing. Yes. <laughs> that is huge. Yeah, that's that's a big a big win, big, big reason to come back. So, um, yeah. tell us a little bit about the uh, the Technology Center for those that have never heard of it. Sure. So, um, uh, the Microsoft Technology Center. This is a an organization that's been around since 2000. As I said, the very first one was built in Waltham, Massachusetts. And uh, the organization has grown from there. It's been a very impactful, uh, what they refer to as a sales overlay team. So it's a it's part of the uh, Microsoft field organization, and uh, we collaborate with the um, uh, Microsoft sales teams to engage our enterprise customers. And they uh, so one of the important facets of the technology center is we have these places, these amazing facilities that our customers can come and visit. We now have 17 of them in, in the US and over 50 of them worldwide. And so we like to say it's all about our people, our process and our place. So we'll start there. The place is um, when customers come to visit, they'll see that it is a state of the art workplace uh, with beautiful conference rooms that are all now using Teams and, uh, you know, the latest uh, collaboration technology, Surface Hubs. And um, we also have what's called an Exploratorium, where we have a lot of hardware and software solutions on display that are interactive, so they can walk up and they can see the latest in IoT or uh, artificial intelligence. And um, and then we also have a theater called the Envisioning Center and, and, a, and a makerspace called the Factory. So uh, the point is our customers come here uh, because they want to work more closely with Microsoft. They want to hear you know, what we have to offer to help them solve their most uh, critical business challenges. And um, we do a lot of ideation and whiteboarding, strategizing. But then after that, they might want to get hands-on with the technology. And so we can do design sessions and hackathons and uh, hands-on workshops. And, um, and, and we essentially accelerate them to the solutions that are uh, appropriate for the challenges that they have. So, so it's kind of an opportunity for potential customers to, to kick the tires and, and that type of thing. But is it, is it geared towards a certain type of business? Is it more small business or these enterprise level customers? We focus primarily on on what are called the strategic 400, the top 400 customers that Microsoft have, Microsoft has in the world, plus the next uh, tier of enterprise customers that are in um, retail, manufacturing, financial services, and healthcare. Now you mentioned some of the the resources they have available there, and I know um, probably the, the number one resource is simply the staff, right? That you have people that are, are Microsoft employees and, and consultants that are able to to help. Uh, but what what type of, of technology on the, the back end, like software and hardware, do you, do you have to provide to be able to, to kind of coach and help people through these solutions? Sure. So I appreciate you mentioning the people. Let me just cover off on that. Um, certainly, uh, you know, every MTC is staffed with very senior technical architects. Usually they have at least uh, 20 years of experience in the business uh, and, and uh, expertise in various workloads. So um, on my team, I have six technical architects and, and I, they've got expertise in Azure infrastructure, um, application uh, development, modern applications, data architecture, 
uh, data science, advanced analytics, modern workplace, um, and our and our business application platform dynamics. So whatever topic the customer is interested in digging into, we've got the expertise. In addition, we are in essence running a business here at the MTC. We have a business running in Azure, and uh, we're able to use that business as a demonstration platform. So when customers come in, uh, the technical architects can bring them in our in our theater and then authenticate into um, into that environment as any role in the company, from the CEO to a knowledge worker to a field engineer, um, and and demonstrate how their business could run on the Azure platform using Azure cloud services, using um, Office 365 or our Dynamics cloud. Now at Ignite this year, uh, Azure was obviously a huge topic. Microsoft's making no no secret about the fact that that's the way of the future. So are you finding that more and more companies are coming in with trying to plan for hybridization, like how to move their existing technologies into Azure, or uh, are, are people still focused on those on-prem type deployments? You know, everything is on the table. And so when the customer comes in, our approach is to, we like to say we take the solution off the table. So what that means is when, when you engage at the MTC, the minimum engagement length is a day. Sometimes the customer's here for two days or three days, could be upwards of five days, whatever the uh, amount of time the customer needs, but it's never less than a day. So we spend a good portion of the day the, at the very beginning just understanding our customer, asking a lot of questions. What are their challenges? What are their goals? Um, we ask them about their culture. Uh, what skill sets uh, do they do they have uh, on staff? Are they are they ready to take advantage of some of these advanced um, services that are that are in the cloud? And so that's where the conversation begins. And from there, once we understand exactly what it is they're trying to accomplish, then our job as as technology uh, experts is to apply the technology uh, appropriately to the challenge they're trying to solve. And in, and that might be all in the cloud. It might be a hybrid architecture. That's a combination of on-prem and in the cloud. Um, it could be all on-prem. And, and in that case, we might be looking, for example, at something like Azure Stack to play a role if it's a full on-prem or even in a, a remote types of scenarios. We've had customers come in and their business is doing um, inspection of power lines in, in remote locations out in the desert. And so, you know, we've come up with solutions where they're using drones now to fly over top of those power lines and take video. They come back, they land on an S, the, the drone lands on top of that SUV that drove out into the desert. And in the trunk of the SUV is Azure Stack. And so all that imagery is downloaded onto the Azure Stack and all the analytics is done right there in the trunk of an SUV. And when they come back, you know, to the main office, certainly that connects up into the network and that data can be brought up into the cloud. But this, you know, there's really no, there's no barriers uh, to what, you know, how the solution could be architected, uh, whether that's in a, in a private data center, in a hybrid architecture, um, in a, in a, essentially a, a mobile cloud in the, in the example I just gave you, or it's all in uh, the Microsoft uh, Azure, Azure cloud. Sounds good. Uh, we are talking with Bob Familiar, who's the director uh, for the Microsoft Technology Center in Boston. Bob, I, I wanted to ask, you mentioned there one of the, the first things that you, you talk about with, with customers is the culture in their business. Why is that important, and how do you use that information? Sure. 
So uh, this has been a consistent theme theme since I, you know, uh, when I came back to Microsoft in January in this role, um, and I'm I'm participating in these conversations with customers. I was very um, uh, surprised to find that the biggest challenge customers have today in moving to these these modern uh, architectures and and uh, cloud-based solutions is not the technology. The technology works. Uh, their challenge is their company culture in being able to transform to one that can take advantage of these um, uh, of these modern uh, sets of services. To give you an example, if a company uh, that is in the business of making water pumps, they manufacture water pumps. They've been doing that for 60, 70, 80, 100 years. That's the business they've been in. Now they're in a world that their competitors are coming out with IoT-enabled water pumps, and their customers are asking for uh, more data about the products that they're purchasing. And so they realize they now have this um, competitive challenge that they need to come to market with a connected product. They need to learn how to add sensors to their water pumps, to add a uh, potentially a um, single board computer that can gather that telemetry, that can connect to a network, that can connect to the cloud, securely send that data uh, to the cloud. Then they want to be able to do analytics on that data so they could provide modern services like predictive analytics. Instead of waiting for the pump to fail, they can tell a customer, you know what, we, we potentially see a problem with, with this series of pumps or with these pumps in your location. We're going to send a technician out to maintain it before it fails. That's a much different service contract than one that says, well, you know, call us when it fails. So, so they want to be able to offer these new services. They want to be able to build a software ecosystem around this connected product that includes dashboards, mobile applications, real-time data that they provide out to their customers or, or even their distribution channel and, of course, their own employees. That's a much different business than I manufacture water pumps. So their transformation is from a pure, I, we manufacture a product to we sell and we offer a complete software ecosystem around our manufactured products. So what do they have to do culturally to transform their business from the former to the latter? That's challenging. Now, you mentioned IoT in there, and I, I know Microsoft has actually been pretty rapid to adapt to that market, and we have the Windows 10 IoT edition that was released to, to be able to step in and, and serve as that operating system in these IoT devices. Uh, I'm trying to trying to put myself in your shoes. That If you're at the technology center and you're, you're trying to be the expert, the, the person who is the guru who can help people navigate this stuff, when you're dealing with traditional operating systems, you kind of you know the hardware you're going to experience. You know what it can do and what it can't do. The IoT world seems like that's somewhat boundless. You don't know the hardware. You don't know all that it can and can't do. So how how hard is that for you all to adapt? Like for your experts, is that like a constant struggle to stay up to date to, to make sure they've got the latest information? Or is Microsoft just already at the forefront? How does that work out? As far as our you know, technical architects, continuous learning is just, it just goes with the job, right? So uh, staying on top of the the latest trends in in uh manufacturing or retail financial services uh health and life sciences this is this is a common theme for for uh the employees here and and it's uh, it's part of the you know our passion uh with respect to iot um you know we don't necessarily have to um be 
deep experts in the hardware. Uh, we have great partners that, that have expertise in that area. But we do work with customers early on in the process, you know, if they want to understand how would I add sensors into my product? How would I, uh, how do I, you know, decide which sensors are the, uh, are the right ones, which measurements, which telemetry is going to have some meaning to my business? Um, and so we've had customers come and bring their products to the MTC. We have a, a maker space and we've torn the products apart and we've experimented with putting in, you know, touch displays, uh, um, microphones for voice commands and uh, uh, single board computers that are running, you know, um, could be running, just, it could just be a Raspberry Pi and we're experimenting and hacking on what's possible, the art of the possible. So um, while that's pr definitely not what that company is going to release uh, down the road, it allowed them to experiment. In addition, Microsoft's doing some things in a very innovative way. I don't know if you've heard of Azure Sphere. We just came out with this new operating system. Uh, it's a Linux-based operating system, and we've done it in conjunction with our hardware partners. So now when you want to come to market with a secure IoT device, what we would refer to as a device that's running the on the intelligent edge. There is a hardware software solution from Microsoft and our hardware partners that the uh, is secure from the silicon on up into the operating system. And then on the Azure Sphere operating system, we would we would look to run what's called Azure IoT Edge. This is the runtime for the IoT devices that is Docker-based. So when you think about, I want to deploy um, machine learning models, custom code, um, uh, the uh, ability to connect to sensors and read the telemetry, send that telemetry to the cloud. Uh, each of those could be a different microservice on that edge device. Well, now you can actually uh, build out those as Docker containers and securely deploy them from the cloud down to those edge devices uh, using I Azure IoT Hub, which is the cloud service, and Azure IoT Edge, which is the runtime on those secure IoT devices. So lots of innovation and lots of uh, capability uh, in this space. It's, uh, it, is, it is unbounded, but I would like to think you know, Microsoft is certainly at the, uh, at the forefront of driving innovation in that space. All right, now you mentioned earlier that you, you focus on the, the 400 largest companies that, that do business with Microsoft. For those companies, if they want to engage with the MTC, what, what, what does that process look like? Is there a, an account executive they work with, or, or how do they kick that process off? Yeah, typically there's an account team and uh, the customer, uh, they'll be working with the customer and engaging them uh, uh, on these early discussions around what it is that they want to uh, uh, talk to Microsoft about or what some of their business challenges are. Uh, and then uh, that team will simply submit a request. Uh, to uh, we have a tool for that internally. They submit a request and that if it's uh, for the Boston MTC, then that flows to me. And uh, I will get on a call with that team and we'll, we'll talk about what, what the customer is trying to accomplish. And I'll gather a lot of data. I might, you know, I'll certainly ask them a lot of questions and, and we build up a, a OneNote, to be quite honest. We build up a OneNote on every customer that uh, looks to come to uh, the MTC. And then uh, based on the, the subject matter, I will assign one of my technical architects and then they'll follow up the account team and the customer and begin planning uh, their visit. 
Uh, one of the things we also pride ourselves on is we do a lot of prep work before the customer comes here. So once the technical architect's been assigned, they will take care of um, getting on a call with the customer and and uh, beginning to draft an agenda and, and working with their stakeholders so that when they bring uh, their team here to the MTC, which might be three people, could be five people, they might bring 20 people to the MTC. We want to make sure we have the right people in the room and we have a, we a well-defined um, uh, agenda that is going to deliver the outcomes they're looking for. And, and I'll just add one more item. Interestingly enough, those agendas tend to change the, when they're here, but <laughs> but but because you know once you get them in the room and you start to ask everybody what would you like to learn today, we built up a second agenda on on our Surface hubs. We we do it electronically. We, we create the second agenda, which is here's what everyone in the room says they'd like to learn, and we can then compare it to the agenda. We go, okay, what's prioritized? What is it we actually want to get done today? So, but it was good to go through the exercise to create the agenda, and then and then certainly hear from everybody day of. So we uh, we make sure. Everyone walks out saying, you know what, I, I, I came to Microsoft and I learned what I wanted to learn. Now, you, you're in Boston, and really for a project of these types of scale, it, it, traveling to Boston is no big deal, but the, there are other MTCs and other locations. How many are there? Uh, well, there's uh, 17 in the U.S. and uh, over 50 worldwide. Uh, so, you know, in the U.S., there's, uh, there's Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Reston, Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago, St. Louis, Dallas, Houston, Seattle, and then we get to California, and I forget. But it, it's, uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, I think there's uh, Silicon Valley and uh, Los Angeles. Um, I think we have four MTCs in California. So uh, I'm, on East, I'm on the East Coast, so, you know. I assumed he was reading there. That that's really <laughs> impressive. There, <laughs> I was looking. Yeah, there's a few in in uh, in Canada as well, and then then all the ones oh, yes. uh, overseas as well. So, um, do you you pick the one you want to go to, or you, you said you you put in a request and then you're kind of routed? Yeah, when the account team goes to the request tool, they can choose which MTC they want to visit because many times they're working with customers who have people located all around the world and and uh so we've got you know these these facilities now all around the world to to make sure that wherever the customer is they can they can get to us so so looking on the website here too i saw some information about workshops and hackathons and some that you were um just having this week can you tell me a little bit more about those and and because that sounds like a little um a little quicker thing that someone can do as opposed to like a three or four day engagement Sure. You know, back to the theme, you know, we talked about earlier around culture, right? One of the things uh, that uh, has happened at Microsoft under Satya Nadella is a true um, culture transformation. And one of the things he did when he first came aboard, he said, you know what, I want to start um, to create a hack, a hacking uh, culture at Microsoft, a, a culture that's oriented around innovating and, and coming up with new ideas. And so, we run one of the largest hackathons in the world. It might be the largest every year. The company um, takes a, a full week and every employee is is encouraged and, and welcome to, to join teams around the world and hack uh, for five days and then share uh, what they created. It could be a business hack, could be a technology hack. Um, now our customers come to us and they say, We've read about, we've read Satya's book, we've heard about this hacking uh, uh, culture at Microsoft. 
we'd like to know how you do that. And so one of the uh, you know offerings we have at the MTC is to organize and run hackathons with our customers. And so uh, you know they they might come here for three or four or five days, and they might bring ten or twenty or fifty uh, folks from their from their company, and we will organize and run a, uh, a hackathon. Uh, and you know it's one of the most fun ways that uh, the teams can learn that new technology while while actually also learning how to collaborate that's really the, the at, at the heart of this transformation is teams have to learn how to um, organize differently cross-functional teams uh, learn how to be agile in the way they collaborate build the software and get it all the way into production uh, and own that process end to end. So hackathons are great ways for for teams that are used to the waterfall style of projects to to uh, adopt that that new culture. Now, what if someone works for an organization that is say you know not not in that top four hundred, like a medium sized business or something like that? Is there any way for them to engage with the MTC, or is that you know just reserved for that smaller group? Well, in addition to those top 400, we also engage the next uh, uh, level of enterprise accounts. Just here in in uh, my area in the Northeast, that repre represents probably another three or 400 accounts. So, uh, you know, uh, and that's just in the Boston area. So, you know, we've got uh, a pretty uh, broad coverage just just for the MTC. Uh, but there are businesses that we would, uh, you know, we have a name, uh, a small medium uh, a corporation, SMC, and. And so maybe they just have a small number of employees, and and uh, but they still, you know, want to be able to uh, leverage uh, the Microsoft platform to run their business, whether it's Office 365 or Dynamics or or Azure. Um, that's where our partner uh, ecosystem comes into play, and we have a um, a fantastic, rich uh, ecosystem of partners who are experts in in uh, all aspects of the Microsoft platform. And uh, when when those customers come and they ask, you know, how uh, how can uh, you know I work with Microsoft? We will we will align them with the with the, the appropriate partner, and then that partner can bring that customer to the MTC. So we make our space available uh, to our partners for them to engage customers here. And we right. find that that's a good balance because. Yeah, we're limited in in our in uh, you know we are a small we're a small team that's covering a lot of accounts. So, um, you know, it's it's great to have you know another um, you know 15 or 20 partners in the Boston area that we can rely on to say, hey, can you help us out? And here's another set of accounts that that we don't have the bandwidth for. Absolutely, and and you know the flip side is even if you're a large organization, there's probably small projects that really aren't suitable to be brought to the MTC. Uh, you know, you guys more than likely aren't handling things like uh, simple Active Directory deployments. What what are some examples of the types of projects? And I, I don't want you to you know divulge any company's information, but uh, sure, some, some sure. examples of the projects that have come across the table in the last in the last year. Sure, I can do that. I think I get just to scope it a bit. Uh, you know, we're not a, we're not an implementation team. You know, customers come to us typically to help them kick off and accelerate the start of projects. 
but definitely partners then come into play as you know we they might say to us uh, hey you know who's who's a good partner who could you know we could work with to go and implement this new modern application that that we're going to offer as a SaaS product out in the market and we'll give them some some you know three or four partners and they can interview them and, and choose the best one for their project so we do help with that alignment um, but we've seen um, let's see some interesting uh, yeah we had a customer here they're a very large retailer uh, in the Boston area um, who uh, was looking to see if they could actually migrate a 15 year old Java application to to uh, to Azure no small feat right a, a, an application that clearly has a lot of legacy debt as they say right uh, 15 years old uh, probably most of the folks on the team don't even know about half the software that's running in that application at this point but uh, we worked with them for two days and in a hackathon sort of approach we took that application and we were able to get it up and running in Azure uh, just a, a phenomenal feat, and um, and they're off and running now. They're looking at, at at the rest of the portfolio of their of their legacy applications and and seeing how they can leverage the same um, approach using containers uh, and and infrastructure as a service to to uh, uh, to move that their portfolio up into Azure. So that's an example of some of the projects we do. A lot of IoT. Uh, we've been working with uh, customers that make um, uh, coffee brewers, that that make medical devices, that uh, um, that uh, uh, are are as I talked about earlier, that are, are leveraging drones for for um, uh, video surveillance. So lots of different uh, scenarios like that. And of course, one of the hottest areas is artificial intelligence and cognitive services. So uh, a lot of companies are coming to us and saying. We know AI is going to make a difference in our business. Um, they might want to ideate on some scenarios, things like where would facial, how could facial recognition, you know, fit in? How could uh, object recognition? Uh, hospitals want to do object recognition so they can tie together uh, where all the wheelchairs are in uh, on the floor, and then know where all the patients are and be able to, you know, uh, connect those those dots and say, you know, and say, you know what, the nearest wheelchair to that patient is this location and inform the the nurse or the uh, uh, um, floor staff that that's that's where the where the wheelchair is. Things of that sort, the types of scenarios, the business scenarios that uh, our customers are coming to us with and saying, help us figure out how we could architect, build that, uh, get it deployed. Awesome. Uh, you know, do you guys maintain any kind of um, uh, like a public face, like a blog or a presence where you, you talk about some of the cool projects that go on, or is that all just kept private with the companies that you interact with? Uh, you can certainly um, hear about uh, the solutions that uh, that are uh, our customers want uh, that that are willing to talk about them publicly. We love when they do. You know, we love public case studies. Uh, many customers, though, we're, we're working with them on things which are, um, uh, they hope, are a competitive advantage. Uh, and so, you know, they, they don't always want to talk about them publicly, and, and we respect that. And that's, uh, you know, that's something that, uh, um, you know, we, we will certainly support. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you were to search uh, the Microsoft site for customer case studies, um, uh, uh, you'd, you'd come across them. Just in the area of IoT, there's a, there's a, uh, a page. You know, I couldn't tell you the exact URL, but if you were searching for IoT um, solutions, 
IoT accelerator solutions, then uh, you would see a number of um, solutions from that our customers have deployed and, and some of their, the stories there, whether that's ThyssenKrupp or Rockwell or other companies like that. That's got to be a pretty tough part of the job is that you get you get to work with all the cutting edge technologies. You get to come up with the ideas for the next thing, but you can't talk about it. <laughs> you know, it just stays inside. Yeah, it's uh, and and we respect that. You know, it's uh, you know, we we might have um, you know multiple customers come here to the MTC and their competitor could be in the room next door. I mean, it's possible. You know, it's uh, uh, it's it's a. Uh, I, you've heard the term six degrees of separation, right? I think in technology, it's about 1.7 degrees of separation between <laughs> between everybody. So uh, it's a it's a small world at the end of the day, and everybody knows everybody. So yeah, we have to we have to respect that. All right, Bob. So where do we go to uh, find out in, more information? Um, you know, uh, you got your website, uh, social media. Where, where's the best place? Yeah, you go to Microsoft.com/mtc. You can you can uh, uh, see where all the MTCs are located. Uh, if you're interested in in coming to an MTC, talk to your Microsoft uh, representative. Uh, who you know, and um, uh, and and uh, they'll be able to then make the request, and that that MTC director will get on a call and and talk to them about uh, uh, what's possible. All right, and, and uh, that's that's the main thing. Great, and the last question I have for you: this um, something going on while we're filming this right now uh, that might be over by the time uh, you know a lot of people watch this. Uh, so we need a prediction: who is going to win uh, the World Series up there in Boston? Gosh, that's that's so easy to answer. Go Sox! Go Sox! All right, <laughs> just making just making sure. I don't know if you're a, a local product or a transplant. Uh, or a you know a Seattle fan maybe because of Microsoft. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm all in Boston sports. Fantastic. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Don. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I, I think it's fascinating. Uh, I have had had the chance to engage with a couple of. Uh, uh, the technology centers and uh, similar offerings from other vendors out there. And let me tell you, if you ever get a chance to go to one of these facilities, it is phenomenal. You know, just the chance to see the latest and greatest stuff and talk to the people who are, I mean, just pretty much as informed as you can be on any of this. It, it's phenomenal. So if you have the opportunity to check it out, definitely do that. Yeah. Well, That's awesome. I appreciate that. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us, Bob. And uh, um, we'll look for you next year at Ignite and, and maybe um, – uh, you know, get you back on here and, and get some updates on what's been going on since then. It's been a joy. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you later. And we'll be right back with more on the TechNado right after this. My name is Dana Morrison. I'm the IT director at Grace Christian School in Raleigh, North Carolina. IT directors often hoard so much knowledge that it's hard for their team members to learn. IT Pro TV has given us the ability to level up our technicians to a point where they can decide this is important for me to learn. I would recommend IT Pro TV uh, to any IT team. It's just a great tool uh, for any IT professional. Welcome back to TechNado. That was a pretty insightful interview. I'd never heard of those facilities before, but I'm also not one of the top 400 companies <laughs> uh, in, in the world or in the country. But uh, it seems like a really cool way to kind of just go and find out, hey, how can you help us? Yeah, and, you know, I, I kind of wonder, like, 
what is the dollar value that puts you in that top 400? You, you know, there's there's large corporations that easily fall into that. Uh, a lot of hospitals and universities probably fall into that pretty easy. But uh, it was neat that he said that they do tackle some of the local larger organizations. So uh, it's a great resource. Um, I, I mentioned in the interview that I had engaged with a few of these. I know I've been out to HPE, the, the Hewlett Packard one for their server solutions. And for them, they're focused on selling hardware. So they have tons and tons of hardware. But for Microsoft, it's mostly software. So Azure solutions and so on. So it's a kind of a different experience. But if you get a chance, go to their webpage because they've got pictures of what the MTC looks like. And I mean, it looks fancy. They obviously yeah. invest a little bit of money into just kind of creating that experience and, and showing off those products. Yeah, I definitely want to see if someday I can get invited to one of those. Maybe next time we're at one of those cities because it sounded like, I mean, they're all over the place. I don't, I think Charlotte was the closest, or Atlanta they had uh, would be the closest one to us down here in Florida, but uh, but they're all over, um, not just uh, the United States, but as you mentioned, all over the world. So um, definitely, yeah, if, if you have an opportunity to go to one of those, uh, sounds like a really cool place to go. Or for me, I'll just have to go to the Microsoft store and uh, that'll be as and close pretend. as I get. Yeah, and pretend. <laughs> I'll just uh, see if they can let me play with all the yeah. all the cool toys. I'm trying to come up with a solution. See, I've got all this music <laughs> on my Microsoft Zune and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what, what do I do with it? Um, all right, well, thank you so much for joining us uh, today for that interview. Um, thanks to Bob uh, as well. But uh, we wanted to let you know about some different things and ways you can be involved with IT Pro TV a little bit more. Uh, first of all, we've got a couple of webinars coming up. Actually, we just had one uh, on jumping clouds, AWS to Azure, which seems appropriate. Thank God it wasn't going from Azure to AWS, but that might be the next webinar. We just wrapped up our interview with Jeff Bezos, and now we've got this uh, <laughs> yeah. webinar this on this leaving AWS. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so definitely uh, you can check that one out. Uh, we put all the archive webinars up at uh, itpro.tv slash webinars um, so you can still uh, register for them even though they've passed and see what you missed but uh, you've still got an opportunity to register for the next one coming up and watch it live uh, on Tuesday, October 30th uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Time that is Exploring the Dark Web uh, with Don Pizet and his uh, alter ego, Ron Pizet, as we're looking at, uh, I mean, we're just looking for people's credit card numbers. Sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, illicit drugs and firearms, whatever it is that we need to get, uh, it'll all be there. Yeah, and we'll probably <laughs> also talk about how you can make sure your data and your company's data uh, is not out there or what to do if, if you do happen to find it there, which it probably is, right? Everybody's it depends. It's, it's hard to say. We'll find out. We're going to find out on October 30th. But uh, again, uh, itpro.tv slash webinars is where you can find out all the information about the past and the future webinars. Also want to let you know about a special offer. Uh, you can check out go.itpro.tv slash technado. Uh, so check out that website and uh, learn more about what IT Pro TV has to offer and how we can help you. So, Don, any closing thoughts today? No, it's, uh, you know, always great topics to be able to jump in and learn about. If you or someone you know you think might be a, a great interview for Technado, please reach out to us via any of the various social media platforms that we're on. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, just come to Don's house and knock on the door and you'll there be happy go. to. Yeah, that's, that's why you moved, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I move frequently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as long as they keep finding you, you're going to keep moving. All right, thank you so much uh, for joining us today on Technado, and we will see you right back here next week.